Episode number three, the five life-changing lessons I learned when I walked away from corporate America. My name is Dan Mason. In 2012, I was overweight, getting divorced, battling depression, and feeling trapped in a career where I was successful, but bored and unfulfilled. And it's actually the greatest gift I've ever been given. I used my pain as a springboard to discover my life's purpose. Now, I want to share the same tools and strategies which help transform my life with you. So you can live Life Amplified. Hello and welcome back everybody to Life Amplified. From the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for being here. My name is Dan Mason. Uh, Hopefully by now you've had a chance to listen to the first two episodes of the series. Amazing interviews with Mastin Kip and Christmas Abbott. They were both so wonderful and generous with their time and just full of these little nuggets of wisdom that I think will really serve you as you look to get to the next level in your life. Uh, Today is a special bonus episode and I'm going to switch things up a little bit. I'm flying solo and I want to have a conversation with you that I don't think we have enough of in our culture. And this is so important to me. And when I look at the statistics from the Gallup organization, it tells me 85% of the people listening to my voice right now are going to relate to what I'm talking about. And I'll just ask you point blank. Let's be blunt and just lay our cards on the table. Do you do the work that you love? Did you wake up this morning excited and passionate and ready to get out there and crush the day? Did you have a sense that your contribution you were making represents the very best of you? Was it, you know, is the work you do aligned with the highest vision that you have for your life? Or did you hit the snooze button three different times when that alarm went off? Did you feel the sense of heaviness in your chest, that nondescript general anxiety in the pit of your stomach, the feeling that Tina Fey is referred to as fresh hell? (laughs) Is that you? When you were in the shower this morning, were you already mentally in that meeting that you were dreading at work, having to play the game to advance in corporate America? Are you unhappy because you don't feel a bigger sense of purpose for your job, but you know you're just in it for the paycheck? If so, you are not alone. And I'm going to share the results of the study with you in a moment, but I'll tell you why this is such an important topic for me. Because as luck would have it, and I didn't plan this, Facebook uh, gave me a notification through the On This Day feature that I am celebrating the two-year anniversary of making a new decision in my life. It was October 23rd of 2015. I came home on a Friday night, tired, depleted, and exhausted, mentally and physically, from spending another week running on the hamster wheel at a job that I never should have taken in the first place. You know, I had been in this job 14 months. I did it just because I knew it was a bigger title. I was really worried about you know, the appearance of what my life looked like to other people. So that's why I did this. I knew it was financially lucrative, but I took the job and every day I sat at my desk feeling like I was in someone else's chair doing someone else's job. I was disgusted because I worked for a company where I felt like I was being asked to change who I was to fit the image of what they wanted a manager to be. So I felt totally like a sellout and I did the only thing I knew how to do in that moment. I poured myself a big glass of wine. <laughs> that's, that's how I coped in those days. Got myself a bottle of Bogle Pinot Noir. Best 10 bucks I could have spent on that Friday night. And after two glasses, 
I finally said, I have got to make a new decision. And for me, it was a small one. I went on GoDaddy.com and I bought the domain name for the business that I always wanted to start, which was my coaching practice. And I didn't know how to design a website. I didn't know how to be an entrepreneur. I didn't know if I would lose everything if I went out on my own. But in that moment, I bought the domain name and I started looking for a web designer to help me out. And as I've come to learn on my journey that when you take one courageous step toward your purpose, the universe will take three steps back toward you. Because this was on a Friday night, and long story short, 72 hours later, the universe released me from that job that was slowly sucking away my soul. And it was the most terrifying, scary thing I've ever been through. But I can tell you here two years later, it is the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. And I've learned a lot of lessons along the way. And that's what I want to share with you if you're a person who is feeling unhappy in your job. But let's dive into the numbers from the Gallup organization a little bit more. Because according to their study, only 15% of workers globally, this is not just about the United States. And I've learned this as a coach because, you know, I've coached people in the Czech Republic, Uganda, Malta, which I didn't even know was a friggin' country until somebody reached out to me and said, hey, Dan, I hate my job. Can you help me get out of it? So it's a global issue. 15% of people feel connected to their company culture. They feel passionate about the work that they're doing. Now, does this mean that everybody else is straight up miserable? Not necessarily. If you dig further into the numbers, 18% of workers are the ones who are, quote, actively disengaged. These are the people that are just miserable and grumpy. They're the ones that I like to call Larry from accounting. You know, every office has a Larry from accounting. He's like the person who's been there 20 years, just bitter and angry. Every time you see Larry from accounting in the kitchen, he's just staring at the coffee pot, waiting for another cup to brew. And you say, hey, Larry, how are you? And you usually get a response like, ugh. It'd be better if this company wasn't going to hell. (laughs) Larry is a bitter individual. Larry's also the person who takes 27 smoke breaks a day, just desperately puffing on a cigarette, looking for any reason not to be chained to their desk. I don't know. By the end of my run in corporate America, I was on the verge of turning into Larry from accounting, so I don't want to hate too much, but... Uh, We got 18% of the workforce who is that unhappy. We've got 15% of the workforce that is on fire about what they do. So what about this other 67%? These are the people that are just going through the motions, putting in their 47 to 55 hours a week. By the way, that's something else we need to discuss. The average person in the United States right now working 47 hours a week, which is almost a full workday more than what used to be the average. So we're spending more time doing the things that bring us the least amount of joy. But the 67% of people, they're just trying to hold on to a job, trying to keep the bills paid. You know, they're the ones who think that maybe they can go for happiness and fulfillment if they just work hard enough and then they retire. Maybe when they're 65, they can make some time for themselves. But isn't that a shame? Why would you only want to enjoy your golden years? Why wouldn't you want to live passionately and fully and feel alive in your life right now? Life is lived in the present tense. It's not lived when the kids are going to school. It's not lived when you're retired and you have a million dollars in the bank. It's happening right now. So that's the discussion 
that I want to have? Are you somebody who is just treading water at your job? Is there part of you that when they start talking about company layoffs, you secretly wish maybe you'd be one of them because then you could just get some severance and go figure out your next right move? You know, if you're a person who's ever said, one day if, I, if money were no issue, I would go do blank. Let's have a conversation today. Could you actually create that in your life right now? That's the decision that I made in 2015. And I will be honest, it is the scariest, most terrifying thing I've ever done. But I can also tell you that when I made that decision, I was supported by the universe, by God, Oprah, Steve Harvey, whatever it is you believe in that is your higher power. I paid my bills every month. I've never missed a bill. And what's fascinating is it's not just about, you know, surviving financially. My business is growing. In the past 12 weeks, I made more money than I did during the first 12 months. I've co-authored a best-selling book. And more importantly, I have this deep sense of satisfaction knowing that what I do every day is making an impact on other people. I've been able to coach people around the world. And there's so much self-respect that comes from that. Now, I'm not here to tell you to become a coach or to become an entrepreneur, but I know, I know if you're still listening to this right now that you have got a dream in your heart. You've got something that you know, even if it's just a gut feeling, that you are here to contribute to the world that would make a massive impact, if not on the world at large, then at least on the people around you. It would make a difference in your community. So can you... Have the courage to create that today. What I want to do is share with you the five lessons that I learned when I left corporate America, and I hope this provides some comfort for you and some satisfaction and maybe a little inspiration to make a big change in your life. So this is all based on an article that I wrote for the Huffington Post about a year and a half ago, and it's funny. I mean, out of writing 250 blogs probably over the last two years, this is the one piece that consistently generates the most emails on a weekly basis because people are sitting at their desk Googling, how do I leave corporate America? And then they find this piece and then they reach out to me. So here we go. You don't even have to Google it. I'm going to share with you the five lessons I learned when I left corporate America. Number one, if you can't find happiness in your current job, you won't be happy moving to a similar job in a new company. Now, let me preface this. If you love what you do every day, but you're just working for a company that grossly underpays you, or if you're working for a boss who is abusive, who makes you feel unsafe, if you've got some crazy Harvey Weinstein stuff going on in your life, then yes, by all means, get out of that job and go find somewhere else to bring your purpose to life. However, if you're a person who just wakes up feeling unfulfilled and bored by the work you do, and you think that it would be better if you worked for a bigger company doing the same thing, well, to paraphrase Taylor Swift, you're putting a Band-Aid on a bullet hole. I did this. I spent three, four years chasing bigger jobs with bigger titles, pretty much doing the same thing, but something that I thought would be more prestigious or give me value. And each rung further up the ladder, I just became increasingly more dissatisfied and unhappy. I finally got to a point where I reached the top of the ladder and then went, oh my God, the ladder's leaning against the wrong wall. So the new stimuli associated with getting the new job, it gives you a temporary high, but eventually the magic fairy dust wears off. And then you're going to find yourself saying the same things you said before. You know, if I just had a boss that appreciates me, then I'd be happy. 
Well, if I just had a bigger title and I got a promotion, then I'd feel fulfilled. If I made more money, then I'd feel like I'm enough. And eventually, you will reach each new goal that you set out for. But then three months later, you're going to feel like you're right back to square one. So looking for external ways to find a sense of significance in your life, that doesn't end well. What we want to do is make the switch and realize that our significance comes from within. It's when we're using our unique gifts and talents to somehow make a difference or contribute to the greater good. And once you realize that the secret to life actually is about what we're giving and not what we're getting, you can start to create massive change in your level of happiness quickly. So that is lesson number one. You can't take the same job at a different company and expect to feel more fulfilled. Lesson number two, leaping into the unknown is scary AF, but it's also necessary to grow. Think about this. No matter how much you practiced on your pillow as a child, when you had your first kiss, you were afraid and you didn't know what you were doing. Same thing about your first sexual experience. Now, I know there's probably some dude right now listening is like, oh, I don't know about you, Dan. I, I, I knocked it out first time. I, I was great. I knew exactly. No, you weren't. Stop kidding yourself. <laughs> you were afraid the first day your parents dropped you off at kindergarten. You were afraid when you went away to college for the first time. You know, in my life, I was scared every time I moved to a new city that I knew nothing about as I was working in my old corporate career. But every one of those experiences I just gave you, they all help you to grow. You know, think about where your life would be right now if you let fear stop you from having your first kiss. Or if you let fear stop you from ever getting an education beyond the kindergarten level, where would your life be right now? Fear is not a reason to not pursue the dream that you want. You know, because at the end of the day, fear is not some psychological issue. We all think, God, well, when I, when I don't feel so scared, then I'll make this big change. But fear is actually rooted in your biology. It's been there for millions of years. It's all part of that fight or flight response. You know, there was a time when you walked out of your cave back in the day and you saw a saber-toothed tiger and you got out of Dodge. But there's no more saber-toothed tigers. There's no life-threatening emergencies. We have houses now with security systems and walls. We have concealed weapons laws in many states. We have pepper spray. We have police who are out there protecting us. There are very few things that scare you in your life that will cause you to die. So what we have to actually do is see what that thing is that we're afraid of and then lean into it rather than run away from it. It's all about stepping out of your comfort zone. That is what will help you grow. Think about it. Happiness doesn't necessarily come through perfection, right? If you have a goal to lose 35 pounds in your life and you lose the first 15, is it not true that you'll feel pretty good about yourself for the progress you're making? You can find happiness through progress, but progress is the result of growth. And growth is the byproduct of taking a risk. And by its very nature, taking a risk is what happens when we do the things we're afraid of. So if you follow that line, we can deduct that you can't ultimately reach lasting happiness unless you're doing things that scare you. The more you're growing, the more you learn. The more you learn, the more you have to give. And remember what we said, life is not about what we're getting. It's ultimately about what we're giving. 
Lesson number three I learned when I walked away from corporate America, people won't always agree with the decisions that you're making. And that's a good thing. Trust me, the minute I walked away from my corporate job, everybody in my life, my dad, my girlfriend, my girlfriend's family, my friends, everybody said, Dan, why don't you just go take one more job and then you can slowly build your business out over the next couple of years. And look, there's something to be said for that. I know it's something Gary Vee talks about is where can you find a job where you can do the bare minimum and work 30 hours a week and then use the other 10 at your desk working on your vision and then hustle at night. For me, that was not the path. I knew if I always treated my coaching business like plan B, it would forever stay plan B. So I knew I had to take a drastic leap and just jump off the side of the cliff with no parachute. But I can also tell you that there were many people in my life who were afraid of that. One person who is close to me actually told me, straight up told me at one point, Dan, life coaching is not a real job. (laughs) And nobody did this, by the way, because they wanted to take a dump all over my dreams. They were doing it because they wanted to protect me. They didn't want to see me disappointed. They didn't want to see me fail. They didn't want to see me go broke and homeless. And with a couple of people in my life, What I found is their hesitation about me stepping into my purpose was more a reflection of their own fear about doing work that they love. So if the people in your life do not approve of what it is you're trying to do, it's awesome. It means you're living your vision for your life instead of someone else's. And if you're still listening to this right now, if you're a person who feels stuck in your job, is it not true that up until now you valued the opinion and the acceptance of other people just a little bit more than your own intuition? That is the shift that we want to make. Lesson number four that I learned when I walked away from corporate America, my job did not define me. And I see this when I work with new clients now. When you ask somebody to tell you about themselves, what do we do? The first thing out of our mouth is to talk about the job that we have. (laughs) I'm an accountant. I'm a lawyer. I'm a parent. I did the same thing. I put this self-limiting label on myself of radio broadcaster, which sounded great when I was out in a social setting, gave me some sense of significance. But you know what? It didn't really address all the other colors and all the other multitudes that existed in my life. And I love that quote from Walt Whitman, who says, we are large. We are multitudes. I wasn't just a radio broadcaster. I was a content creator. I was a speaker. I was a communicator. I was an empathizer, a manager, a writer, a listener, a creative force. In my personal life, even away from the office, I was always a spiritual seeker. I was a friend. I was a connector. I was a big picture thinker. And even though I no longer work day to day in the radio industry, all those multitudes still exist. In fact, I'm now operating in a space where I can magnify and maximize those things even more. Not in the way some corporation tells me they want me to maximize it, but in a way that feels true to me, that feels authentic. And I can tell you, you know, being on the other side of that initial storm, there is so much more joy and self-respect that comes from using your gifts and living life on your terms to make an impact than trying to help some company increase shareholder value. (laughs) Finally, the fifth thing I learned by leaving corporate America, I don't regret it. 
for the first three months, I kept waiting to wake up every morning and be like, oh my God, what have I done with my life? You remember the old movie with Steve Martin, the jerk, where he loses everything, making the eyeglass handles, and then he's like drunk behind a dumpster? I was like, oh my God, am I going to end up like Naven from the jerk? No, of course not. And that doesn't mean there haven't been setbacks that have happened to me, that happen to every person when you're doing something new. But I can tell you that I don't miss my old life. I don't miss the tedious meetings that do nothing but schedule the next tedious meeting. I don't miss feeling that anxiety every morning when I wake up. I don't miss the dread on Sunday night of knowing I've got to go back into the office. There's a tremendous sense of peace right now that my life is as it should be. And I feel the pride that comes from knowing I'm following my heart and forging my own path. The only regret I have is that I didn't make this move two years sooner. So if you are a person who's standing right there on the edge of the diving board, looking down at the pool, wondering if it's time to jump, I'm here to tell you, come on in, the water's fine. And this is why I would tell you to go back and even re-listen to the end of our interview with Mastin Kip. There are studies out there about this now. You know, living your purpose could extend your life by 10 years. You're not living by the hormones of stress. You're not poisoning yourself with that rush of cortisol that goes into your body that keeps you in the fight or flight response where you're tense, where you're, you know, if you've ever had like those muscles that are tight and tense in your neck and in your upper back. That's because you're living in the fight-or-flight response. When you're living by the hormones of stress, there's this rush of glucose that goes to your muscles to tense you up because you're waiting for the predator to attack you. And when your body is in that constant stress release, that adrenaline rush, it's got to pull energy from other systems of your body to facilitate that, namely your immune system. I couldn't figure out why when I took that last corporate job, I had been there six months and all of a sudden I got shingles. I was like, I'm 38 years old. Like, I'm, like isn't shingles supposed to be for elderly people? And my doctor's like, no, it can happen to anybody. What's your stress level like? And then I realized I'd been living my life stressed for the previous four years. So there are health benefits physically, but there are health benefits mentally. There are benefits to your relationship when you do this because you're no longer too exhausted to pay attention to your partner or to your children or to your loved ones and friends when you come home at night. You won't be the person who's just like zoned out while your kids are trying to get your attention while you're buried in your iPhone answering another work email at 11 p.m. because you can't set a boundary. There is no more important work that you can do in your lifetime then discover your purpose and bring it to life. I used to have all this fear around living my purpose because I thought that it made me selfish. And I see this happen when I work with clients now. But I used to be afraid that if I went out and tried my crazy dream and I failed, that I was going to bring shame onto my family and embarrass them. I used to be afraid that I wouldn't be able to take care of a family one day and support them. I was afraid that I wouldn't be able to give the people I love a good quality of life or give myself a good quality of life. So I always thought I was selfish if I left my job and did something else. But what was selfish was holding back and not giving 
all of my gifts to the world. I was so caught up in my own BS and worrying about my own fear and stress, whether I'd make enough money, whether I would be supported, whether I could maintain the quality of life that I was accustomed to. It was very me, 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 me. And what I lost sight of during that process is that life really isn't about what we're getting at the end of the day. We're not taking any of it with us. Life is about what we're giving to other people. And when I made the decision to stop settling, when I made the decision to discover my purpose and bring it to life, it gave me a foundation from which now I can help other people do the same. I've been able to help people in nine other countries, and the same opportunity is in front of you right now. If you're 25 minutes into listening to this podcast, it tells me that you know at a deeper level that there is something bigger that you're here to give. I don't know what that is because we haven't spoken, but there is a story you can tell, a book you can write, a talent you have, a business you can start that will make a massive impact, if not in the world, then on the lives of the people around you. Is it time for you to step up, rediscover your gifts, and then give those gifts to the world through your service? If so, I honor you. It's the most courageous decision that you'll ever make in your life, and it's the most worthwhile. And if you need some help on the path, I truly hope that you'll listen to this podcast, and the next thing you do is go to my website, creativesoulcoaching.net. I've got a variety of different coaching programs designed to help you get clarity, help you find that confidence to move forward. And even a program that will help give you a community of like-minded people who will support you on the path. Because nobody should have to feel alone and feel burdened by the expectations of everybody else. You do need that community of support. So I have a program called Life Amplified that I'm launching in January of 2018. Would love for you to learn more about that. You can do it at my website, creativesoulcoaching.net. While you're there, you can fill out a questionnaire and schedule a time for us to connect, a completely complimentary 30-minute coaching call to talk more about where you're feeling stuck, where you want to go, and how to break through and get there sooner. Trust me, I know what it's like to feel like you've lost your way, that you're disconnected from your purpose, but I'm here to tell you, sometimes we get lost because it goes hand in hand with being found. So now is your time. Thank you so much for listening today. Please share this content with a friend. If it serves you, don't forget to click follow here on the iHeartRadio app or subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. More amazing content on the way. Going to be talking to transformational coach Chris Lee, who is an amazing man, and he's going to fill us in on the 10 principles of abundance and prosperity. So if you're a person who sees everything lacking in your life, we want to get you into that place of really feeling and living abundantly. We'll get all the steps on that coming up in the next episode. In the meantime, turn down the volume on your negativity, turn up the volume on your purpose so you can live life amplified. I'll talk to you soon.